Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. I uh, just want to, you know, come on and uh, finish talking about the topic that I was talking about before. Give you part two of that, uh, the honest truth about controlling lupus. And I was able to not give it all in part one, so I broke it down to two parts. So this is going to be part two. But I'm going to give you an update on what's been going on with me also. Um, on the 19th of October, I had my third dose of chemo and that went really well. And then I, um, had, um, they did, uh, lab work because my iron was low and came back that, uh, my iron was really low. So they scheduled for me to have, um, five weeks of iron infusions and that starts tomorrow and uh, I did go back and have my fourth chemo treatment uh, November the 2nd and that went very well so I won't have to get no more chemo this year and I start all again in April of next year in 2023. But I, uh, I said uh, they decided they're going to give me five weeks of iron infusion. And the first one starts tomorrow. And the treatment, uh, they said it lasts from anywhere from an hour to two hours. Uh, depends on how my body reacts to it. Uh, if I don't have any allergic reaction, they said it should take no longer to be maybe an hour, an hour and a half tops. But um, I supposed to be seeing the surgeon today, but um, his office wasn't able to get the referrals that I needed him, what he needed me to do before I came back to see him. So I end up, I uh, had to cancel that appointment and have them to resend the referrals to my um, internal medicine doctor for they can get the approval through my insurance for me to get the uh, the punctual um the electronic actual puncture that he wanted me to have done and also um get the um <clears throat> excuse me the physical uh therapy but actually it's not going to be physical therapy it's occupational therapy so um because the company that they constantly be setting me up with they do not uh have um the people uh, to do occupational therapy, they only have physical therapy people there, and they be trying to set up an appointment for me to come to my house and do this because uh, the physical, uh, the occupational therapy is going to be done at my home, so I won't have to leave home to go for that. They will come to me. So I will be seeing my uh, internal medicine doctor on Thursday, and I'm going to talk to the lady in referral and see did she ever receive the stop uh the the referral letter from the surgeon them to set up these uh, appointments and stuff where I can get this stuff done because uh I need to try to figure out what's going on with my right side well with my hand and stuff I know uh the tingling and numbness and all that um that just part of the lupus that I'm going through and I um, 
was talking uh, to my uh, internal medicine doctor last month about, you know, the stiffness in my neck and everything, you know, you know, they, that's why, you know, the surgeon, them keep saying that, you know, they don't want to do the surgery because it's, you know, it's dangerous. And he was telling me that it could be a lot of the stiffness is coming from the phalgomyalgia that I have. And by me being out of a lot of stress right now, worrying about, you know, the issue with my neck, the issue with my numbness on my right side and all that. So he said that brings on a lot of stress and tension and that's a lot of times makes the phasmalgia flare up a whole lot more and it's normally flare up a lot in your neck and shoulders and that's why I've been having a lot of problems lately here so I've been trying to be not stressed about it so much I've been taking a lot of um, salt baths you know meditating listening to my meditative music trying to you know, calm myself, de-stress, not worry about it, just leave it into to the God's hands. And that's where I'm at right now, trying to do that part. But uh, I definitely would definitely keep you guys updated on what's uh, going to happen after I get the iron infusion. Like I said, they say it's going to be five treatments, so that's one a week. For five weeks, I'll be going once a week getting these iron infusions. And then after um, the fifth one, and uh, not the week after that, but the following week, where just say two weeks after the, the fifth one is done, I go back and have another uh, lab work done and see did that help bring my iron levels up. And uh, hopefully it works because... Um, I don't want to have to think about the blood transfusion that they was thinking about because that's not an option for me. And I already let them know that that is not an option. So we need to figure out something else because I'm not doing blood transfusion. But uh, I just wanted to you know, give you guys that quick update on that and uh, give y'all uh, the other part of know how you know the heart you know the honest truth about controlling your lupus part two and really is not to you know that I look at it how I try to control my lupus is you know the main thing is your stress if you're stressed um everything goes wrong your your all your body tense Everything affects you when you are stressed. And like I said, I try to, excuse me, I try to uh, meditate. I listen to, I keep meditation music playing throughout my whole house. I can walk from my living room into my kitchen, I can still hear the meditation music. I can go into my bedroom. I can still hear because I have it playing all the t- all the way through my house. I want that that energy of good vibe, uh, you know, de stress playing. And when I have visitors come on, they come, they come, they say, your house is so peaceful and calm. And I 
that's the way I like my house to be. That's the way I want to be peaceful and calm because with illness, you cannot stress about a whole lot of things. And sometimes it's hard not to stress. Like I said, with the stiffness in my neck and shoulders that I've been having, yes, I've been stressed because I've been trying to figure out why I haven't been able to go get these tests done that they need me to get done and come to find out that, you know, it's on the surgical side of not doing their part or to making sure that it's reaching to my internal medicine doctor's office. So that's a lot of stress there. But, you know, mainly, you know, stress is uh, is another big part of it. And I have really been doing low maintenance, low um, impact exercise. Um, If I don't do them, I just sit uh, and, you know, exercise my legs or, you know, my arms, you know, with weights and stuff like that. I use like a two pound weight. I have hand weights, gloves that I put on. They're about uh, a pound and a half that I put on my hands and I, you know, I sit and do that. I haven't got back into the full uh, motion of moving yet because I want to find out you know, what's going on with this nervousness, you know, because by me not being able to feel my feet at time, I don't want to be exercising, then all of a sudden I fall. Because I did have a nasty fall about three weeks ago, and I was sore for like two days. Um, I went and had x-rays done, but I didn't, anything wasn't broken. But it was just, I, you know, sometimes I'd be walking, all of a sudden, you thinking you're moving, and you, you know, you, you think you don't pick your feet up and walk. And, and I just didn't. I didn't feel it, you know. And that's what the doctor was saying, that, you know, that's part of the lupus and the fibromyalgia. All that stuff works on your body in different ways. But with the stress part, you know, do exercises, you know, try to re- exercise regularly if you can. You know, um, take walks if you can. And with my daughter, I'm not allowed to go walking by myself because of the the numbness and stuff. So I don't do walking anymore unless she's home and we'll go walking together. Or do yoga or you can go, you know, you can try swimming, biking. Low impact exercises like I've been doing, you know, or you can do if you have an elliptical, you can do that. You can get on the elliptical that does help. And that helps, you know, with the inflammation in the joints, you know, all these exercises help with the inflammation in the joints and they help de-stress you along with that because your mind is not focusing on whatever that's got you stressed, your mind is focusing on the exercise that you're doing right at that moment. And, you know, and make sure you drink plenty of water when you exercise or walking, whatever. Just make sure you're getting a lot of fluids in you. And my, the next biggest thing that 
bothers me a lot is the sun, the rays, the sunlight, or just um, UV lights. The like you know in um, in hospitals those fluorescent lights. Yeah, those those are the ones that bothers me the most. And when I'm out and about, I carry my sunblock and I use it a lot, you know, because it's just like if you go into the beach and you need to put on sunblock, you know, put it on. You just don't put it on one time and then don't think about putting it on no more. But you have to use it the whole time you out and about. So I bought me a little small one that I can carry in my purse or I can just slide it in my pocket, you know, and take it with me. And it helps, you know, especially you need to protect your skin. Especially if you have lupus, you need to protect your skin when you're out and about because your skin is easily to burn and blister. And the sun uh, screen that uh, my doctor at, uh, told me that I should be using is the SPF 30. You know, or. I use the one that have both the UVA and the UVB in it. So it works, you know, it helps protect my skin a whole lot better when I'm out in it because I might not, depends on how I wear my hair, I might not have a hat on. So I definitely need something that's going to really block my face. I know they tell us we should always wear a hat or something. But a lot of times when us women, we you know, we style our hair a certain way. We don't want to put no hat on our head and mess our hair up. Come on. I know I don't. So I, you know, got a sunblock that I can use, you know, that have both of those in it. That helps me. So if you're looking for any type of sunblock, look for the one that have the UVA and the UVB in it. And that helps. With you know, when you wearing something like you know to cover up, like you know, scarf or or something like that, you know, or a sweater. Some sometimes it's too hot in the summertime to be having on cover ups and stuff on you, and it's hot outside. And then you had this stuff on, and you got the sunblock on, and, and you're perspiring, so it's just coming off anyway. So it's best if you just have both of those and then you just go head on. And I've been using it, you know, um, the the one with the bulk cup. I just recently found this uh, last year. So I've been using both of uh, with the, the one with the both of those UBA and UBB in it for about a year now. And so far, I haven't had any problems with my skin. And... Um, Exhausting is another one. Make sure you get plenty of sleep so you won't be exhausted, especially at nighttime. You know, make sure you go to bed at a reasonable time. These, you know, me, I try to get as much sleep as possible. You know, I try to at least get eight hours of sleep because sometimes during the night I wake up. If I go to bed early, I probably 
wake up about 11 30 12 o'clock at night and then i'm gonna I'm wait for about an hour or two after i'm awake and then i fall back to sleep maybe two hours after that so like i said i try to get enough sleep for i won't be so drained and tired but I know the reason why I've been so tired lately because my iron level is so low. And like I said, you know, you don't have that much energy. And I've been trying to force myself to do things. And I have really been trying to do a whole lot better of, you know, doing my podcast and my uh, YouTube. I have, you know, been doing more podcasting than I have been doing YouTubing. And I know all my viewers at YouTube and sending messages and I'm like, you know, I'm coming. I'm sorry. It just, I don't have the energy, you know, because I have to set it up, the equipment and everything. And then I have to edit it. It's just a lot. And I haven't had that energy to do that. But I'm praying and I know that it's going to come, you know, once I get this iron, everything's going to fall back in place and everything gonna click you know because um we got the holiday seasons coming up we got thanksgiving coming up here soon and then we got christmas coming up after that so you know we ain't got too many you know more months in this year i'm like well maybe about 55 53 more days left in this year so i'm gonna try to do a lot better of getting these um podcasts and stuff out to you guys depends on my energy and what's going on with me and but you know my biggest thing that bothers me the most uh that really exhausts me is the fatigue i don't have too much fever but i do get fatigued a lot i have a lot of pain where i'm always in pain because i have chronic pain but this pain here is totally different than what I'm used to so you know I'm getting there I do suffer with the rashes and the lesions you know I get those you know they just appear on my legs and stuff um I what a couple of weeks ago I did have um lesions blisters that came um inside my uh lower lip and in all my tongue and on my jaw inside my jaw and stuff but i normally just take uh, some uh warm salt water and goggle you know with that and that normally helps now with the one that was inside my lip i just put uh like some ornament take a Q-tip and rub some ornament down in there, you know, and that seems to help. And it helped, you know, took that away. And it lasted, you know, this time those, they only last maybe like a week or so. But all of a sudden I just start getting these uh, lesions and blisters on my leg and on my feet and stuff like that. So it's, you know, the rashes, you know, the rash is not as bad as getting the lesions and stuff like that. I've been constantly having the, the migraines and headaches. They said that's because of the lower iron 
So they see you're going to have those too. So hopefully, like I said, when I get this iron, all these other little things that have been nagging at me for the last six months will go away once I get this iron and stuff. But I haven't had no dizzy spells or nothing like that. The abdominal pains, um, yeah, they comes and goes. But um, when I went to the, when I had my upper and lower GI, the doctor said everything was good. Uh, they got the biopsy back that he did. He said uh, the cancer hadn't came back. So I'm very happy and, and grateful and thankful about that. But, you know, he told me to keep up whatever I was doing, whatever I was eating. And like I told him, uh, when 2000, <clears throat> excuse me, in 2019, when he told me that, you know, I had all those polyps and then I ended up with colon cancer where they had to go in and take half of my uh, colon out and then reattach it. <clears throat> because of the cancer in that area. So, you know, he told me I needed to change the way I was eating, the layoff, the fat, greasy, spicy foods. And that was pretty much what I was doing. And up until 2019. So after I had got that done, that's when I decided to go ahead and start doing the Mediterranean lifestyle. So I've been doing it now for four years and he was so happy. And when he did the up and lower, he said, I didn't find any pops. I didn't find anything. He said, it's, everything was great. He asked me, what did I do? I told him I changed my, the way I was eating. You know, you hurt my feelings <laughs> when you told me, you know, I need to you know, stop doing this. And something that my daughter had been telling me for years, just change the way you prepare your food, mommy. And I did stop eating what I love. I just changed the way I prepare it. And I incorporated it into the Mediterranean of lifestyle eating. And I feel wonderful, <laughs> you know. I have released so much weight. I released from 2019 up into 2022, I have released over 80 pounds of weight from doing the Mediterranean lifestyle of eating. It's not a fast working way of releasing weight is gradually and it's been staying off when I first started the Mediterranean it was like a yo-yo for me I would release the weight one month then the next month it'll come back and I was talked to the doctor about it. he said it just your body got to get adjusted that's what my internal medicine doctor told me he asked me what I, what I was doing I said well I was trying the Mediterranean lifestyle of eating. He said, stick with it. He said, your body just got to get adjusted to it because it's not used to eating that way. So once you get your body used to it, you will see the, the difference that way you will start gradually releasing the weight. Because I got him saying release, not lose. I told him I release. I'm not losing anything. I'm releasing it. So he says releasing the weight. He said, because... It just takes a minute to get your body adjust to it. That's all. And it took me about two to three months for my body got really adjust to staying at one steady way of releasing downward, not going back up. So once I got that 
down packed on okay now it's releasing it's steady releasing and I feel good you know so I'm now I've been calculated I've been looking back because I, I write down every time I go to the doctor when they weigh me and from the last time I went to see them how much I have released so I keep a track in my phone and every time I, and they, the nurses in my house, what are you doing I'm, I'm tracking I'm writing down you know my the progress of how much I have released from the last time I've been here you know and they like oh that's a neat idea I'm like yeah you know I'm, I have to keep a counter about of myself you know because if you don't keep a accountability of yourself or what you're putting in your body you won't know it's not that you you know counting calories and nothing like that I'm not counting calories I'm just keeping a track of how much I'm releasing from the time I the last appointment that I had with this doctor and looking in in between when I weighed myself at home I weighed myself at home at the beginning of the month, the middle of the month, and at the end of the month. I would weigh myself three times a month. So, and then I look at from whatever doctor, like my internal medicine doctor, whenever I have him, if I have him at the beginning of the month, I weigh myself on the first of the month. And whatever appointment I have with that doctor that first week or that second week of that month, then I put that weight in when I go see him. And then I go back the next month and look at it and see how much I released from the last month than when I went to see this doctor. That's how I could tell how I am doing. Because I, like I said, I released over 80 pounds in the last four years. And my goal is to get another 20 pounds. And I be where I want to be at, and hopefully I can just maintain that steady weight right there. Once I hit my goal, then my goal is to work on staying in that that same range. So, like I said, you know, a lot of people ask me, "What do you do? What did you do different?" I just changed the way I eat. I tell a lot of people there are books out there that you can give for beginners on the Mediterranean eating there are books out there for dummies on the Mediterranean eating I started myself by doing a lot of research I researched this way of eating uh, for about three months before I actually start incorporating it into my lifestyle because I wanted to make sure I had an idea of what I needed. And like I told my daughter, I know now what I, more, what I need more to put into my eating of uh, Mediterranean way. I know what I need to put more of is in there to keep my iron and stuff up. I eat beets and everything, but I need to put more iron type foods into my eating to help my iron levels stay up and 
for the last month, I've been looking for a calf liver. It's hard to come by finding calf liver because I know liver is good for iron. But I don't like beef liver. It's a little bit too tough for me. So, um, but I've been looking into different recipes on how to prepare beef liver if I can't come across calf liver so I can be able to still get the iron that I need into my body. I eat spinach and all that. Like I said, I eat a lot of different vegetables and stuff that have iron in it, you know, but it's not enough. So I need to put a little more. So like I said, I know liver would do that really quickly for you. So um, look, like I said, I'm looking into different recipes on how to make the beef liver more appealing to me for me to eat it. To want to eat it, you know, like that. But like I said, you know, I would definitely keep you guys updated on, you know, what's going on with me. And um, the next uh, topic that I will be talking to you all about will be about um, the CBD and lupus. Uh, Is it um, good for you or is it bad for you? You know, does it help or does it hurt? And that I will be, you know, telling you about and I'll let you know because uh, I have started doing the CBD and I want to give it at least uh, three months before and I'm getting ready. I'm about to come up on my third month of using the CBD. So that's the reason why I said the next uh, topic that I will be talking to you all about is me in the CBD and let you guys know how that is working for me, you know, and that's it. There's a whole lot of different kinds out there, but I will get into that next time. And I am so grateful and thankful that you all are sticking with me through this and being very patient with me about getting these podcasts out. I am grateful and thankful so much for all my listeners. And thank you all for sharing my podcast with your families and friends. Namaste.